Welcome back to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Happy Friday, February 14th, 2020, also known in the United States as Valentine's Day. What better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than looking at God's true love for us, given to us in his word. Today we continue our walkthrough of scripture, looking at Genesis chapter 16 and 17. As always, stick through the reading of the scripture until we uh, get to the end of the reading, and then we'll uh, highlight some interesting points that are in this section for us, uh, for uh, the days that we live in and the world that we live in today, and also uh, for scripture at large. Chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore no, bore no children for him. She had a servant girl, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go to my servant girl. It may be that I can build up a family through her. Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. After Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took her servant girl, Hagar the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. He went to Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, she looked down on her mistress. Sarai said to Abram, This wrong that I am suffering is on account of you. I gave my servant girl into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked down on me. May the Lord judge between me and you. But Abram said to Sarai, Look, your servant girl is in your hands. Do to her whatever seems good to you. Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her presence. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a flowing spring in the wilderness, beside the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, servant girl of Sarai, where did you come from? Where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her, Listen, you are expecting a child and will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him. He will dwell in hostility toward all of his brothers. She called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God who sees. For she said, have I really seen him who sees me? Therefore the well was called Be'er Lahai Roy. It is right there between Kadesh and Bered. Hagar gave birth to a son for Abram. Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael for him. Chapter 17 When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will be make your descendants very numerous. Abram fell on his face. God spoke with him. He said, As for me, this is my covenant with you. 
You will be the father of many nations. Your name will not be Abram anymore, but you will, your name will be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a large group of nations. I will make you extremely fruitful, and I will produce nations from you. Kings will come out of you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you as an everlasting covenant throughout their generations. I will be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give the land where you are living as an alien, all the land of Canaan, to you and your descendants after you as a permanent possession. I will be their God. God said to Abram, After you... As for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, throughout the generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, a covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised by cutting the foreskin off of your flesh. It will be a sign of the covenant between me and you. Every boy among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether he is born in your house or purchased with money from any foreigner who is not descended from you. Every male who is born in your house or one who is purchased with your money must be circumcised. My covenant will be marked on your flesh as an everlasting covenant. The uncircumcised male who is not circumcised by removing the foreskin from his flesh, that person must be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai anymore, but her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and even give you a son by her. Yes, I will bless her and she will be a mother of nations. King of many peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to someone who is 100 years old? Will Sarah who is 90 years old, give birth. And Abraham said to God, Oh, let Ishmael live in your presence. But God said, No, Sarah, your wife, will bear a son for you. You shall name him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Yes, I have blessed him. I will make him fruitful and will multiply him very greatly. He will become the father of twelve chiefs, and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear for you at, the at this set time next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Abraham took his son Ishmael along with every male in Abraham's house, all those who were born in his house and all those who were purchased with his money, and he circumcised them by cutting off the foreskin from their flesh. He did this on that very day, just as God had said to him. Abraham was 99 years old when the foreskin of his flesh was circumcised. Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when the foreskin of his flesh was circumcised. On the same day, both Abraham and Ishmael, his son, were circumcised. All the men of his house, those born in the house, as well as those purchased with money from a foreigner, were circumcised along with him. Chapters 16 and 17, some interesting 
events that happen, some some interesting ways that Sarai at that time and Abram tried to take the promise of God into their own hands and 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 make the fulfillment uh, in what way they think it should be done instead of the way that God had planned for them. And you see that through Hagar and Ishmael. Sarai is um, past basically child-bearing age. And so Sarai says to Abram, Take my servant, Hagar, and sleep with her. Sleep with her that you might have a son. In the back of their minds, it was probably sleep with her so you can have this son so that your family name can go on so that the promise of the Lord can come to fulfillment. But of course, this isn't what God had in mind. Hagar starts to treat and be treated poorly. And so she flees. But the angel of the Lord comes to her and says, don't flee, go back, submit to Sarai's authority. I will bless you. So here again, we have God taking a poor choice and at least blessing some people through it. However, Ishmael was, as as you look at history, um, Ishmael tends to be a thorn in the side. And Ishmael's family tends to be a thorn in the side of Abraham and Abraham's family. But that's what often happens when when we try to take our lives into our own hands and not trust God, right? Things tend to go bad. Things tend to go sour. Things tend to get off on the wrong track. We think we know better, and so... We need to do what we need to do to get it done instead of relying on God and his promises for us. It says at the end of chapter uh, 16, in verse 16, Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael for him. That means that Sarai was 76 years old at that time and well past childbearing Age. But once again, we know God has a plan. And this was not the plan. And God once again makes that plan known to Abram in verse or in chapter 17. God comes to Abram and appears to him and says to him, 
I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will make your descendants very numerous. He gives that promise again. This is like the third or fourth time that God has said to Abram that you and your descendants will be great. I will make you a blessing. I will make your name great. Um, he came to him uh, in an earlier chapter and said, look at the, ground, uh, the, the grains of sand on the, on the seashore. And if you can count them, those would be the number of your descendants. In the following chapter, he said, look up in the sky. And, and look at the stars. If you can count them, those are the number of your descendants. The point of them are your descendants are going to be too many to count. And once again, he kind of gives this promise. You will be great. Kings will come from you. You will be an everlasting blessing. And in fact, in verse 7, an everlasting covenant is established through you. How is there ever an everlasting covenant? Or an everlasting blessing, as it says in verse 12. It's not because Abram would be simply just the father of many people, that a lot of people were going to come out of his line. No, that's not how he blesses everyone eternally. And everyone would be blessed through him eternally. The only way that he is blessed eternally, as scripture says, is if the line of the Savior comes from him. Because that's the only way that someone could be an eternal blessing for someone else. I may be a blessing to someone, sure. But my blessing only lasts a short amount of time to that person, whomever it may be. I cannot say that I will be an everlasting blessing to someone. But God made that promise to Abraham. And that promise was going to come true. And it was going to be someone from his own body. And someone that was going to be born to him and Sarai. You'll notice here, this is where God, uh, God changes Abram's name to Abraham as well. Now, Abram and Abraham are really variants of the same name. Uh, both really mean kind of like an exalted father type of deal. But Abraham sounds more like the Hebrew uh, word or name for a father of, mul of a multitude. So the father of a multitude. Um, and that would certainly fit in with the promise as we, as we move forward um, in God's word. Um, now the actual covenant itself. And, and this is a covenant that was between... Uh, Abraham and uh, the uh, Old Testament Israelites and the New Testament uh, Israelites up until the point that Jesus would come and fulfill uh, the entire law. This was to be one of those things, like a lot of the laws that, that God put on the Israelites, that, that would set them apart from the unbelieving nations around them. Because you got to remember, that's, that's where they lived, wherever they were. They were God's chosen nation, right? They were God's chosen nation, and everyone around them were heathen nations. And so a lot of the purpose of these laws is to set them apart, to set them apart, to show them that, to show their neighbors, their heathen neighbors, that 
they're a little bit different. And this covenant of circumcision is the same. He starts to give the details for that every boy among you who is eight days old in verse 12 shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether he is born in your house or purchased with money from any foreigner who is not descended from you, every male who is born in your house or one who is purchased with your money must be circumcised. My covenant will be marked on your flesh as an everlasting covenant. The uncircumcised male is not circumcised by removing the foreskins from his flesh. That person must be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So you see uh, the the a process for circumcision there. It would start at, at eight days old. You also see um, as we go on in the chapter that Sarah, or Sarai, I should say, his name is changed to Sarah. Once again, like Abram, Abraham, those are kind of two variants of the same name. And and they both mean princess. Abram, Abraham kind of pleads for Ishmael towards the end of chapter 17. And God says, I, I have blessed Ishmael and I will continue to bless him. He will become the father of 12 chiefs and I will make him into a great nation. So, so that promise is there for Ishmael. But God says this, the everlasting covenant. In other words, the line of the Savior. That is going to come through Isaac. And so we, we see the line of the Savior continue, right? From Terah. To Abram, now Abraham, to his son Isaac. An interesting note that I'll, I'll, I'll highlight here, and it will also apply to a, a future chapter. The word uh, Isaac in Hebrew simply really means he laughs or he laughed. And it's fitting, right? Because God comes and makes this promise again. And what does Abram do? He laughs. He says, are you kidding? I'm 99 years old. Sarah is 89 years old. There is no way this is going to happen. You'll see in, a, in, in, in the next couple of chapters too that Sarah essentially does the same thing as Abram, as, as God reaffirms this promise of a son. It's kind of interesting to note, too, now that this is like the third day in a row in our scripture readings, that God, or fourth day maybe even, that God needed to continue to reassure Abraham and Sarah that, yes, you will be great. You will be the father of many. But it's on his timetable, right? Not on ours. Or not on Abraham's. And, and you know, we can take some lessons from that too as, as uh, 
as human beings, especially American human beings living in the 21st century, where we live in this materialistic uh, instant gratification type world. And we need everything to happen right now at the snap of a finger. If it's not happening for us now at the snap of a finger, we start to get frustrated and, and we, we start to get discouraged or maybe even lose interest in whatever we're looking at. But God points out to Abraham, to Sarah, and really to us, that I will come forth, I will come through with my blessing. I'm not going to break a blessing. I'm not going to break a promise. I'll come through with it, but you need to be on my tame timetable, not your timetable, but my timetable. I think that's something good for us to remember too. It's God's timetable, not our timetable. He may not be moving at the pace that we want him to, or we feel like he should be, but he is the all-knowing God who knows what is going to happen. You and I only know right now. So trust in him, trust in his promises, and lean on those promises as he gives them to us again and again and again in Scripture. Once again, would like to thank you for listening and tuning in to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. If you would like more information about Trinity Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.trinitybangor.org. There you will find information about what we believe and also uh, information on how to contact us in various ways and methods. As always, we wish you God's richest blessings as we continue to study his word and pray that the Holy Spirit would strengthen our hearts, strengthen our faith, that we might grow in his word, and through the study of his word. God's blessings. We'll see you tomorrow.